Welcome to Thought for the Week, a series of individual reflections broadcast over five weekdays here on Manx Radio. This is the week that the Christian Church calls holy, the week leading to the celebration of the Feast of Easter. Monsignor John Devine is parish priest of St Mary of the Isle here in Douglas and senior Roman Catholic priest on the island. He joins us now to share his thoughts at this time. Our churches are closed for the duration of the coronavirus epidemic, an end to business as usual. What is unusual, however, is that a new virtual church has come alive. Some 18 months ago, at St Mary of the Isle Church in Douglas, we invested in live streaming equipment. Some thought it extravagant. It soon proved its worth with the house band every Sunday and with those unable to be present at significant family events such as weddings and christenings, even funerals. But these last two weeks, our live streaming of daily Mass has produced an amazing response. I celebrate the Mass each day in St Mary's, on my own, behind closed doors, with a much wider group of people than I did when the church was open. Each day I receive emails, not just from our own parishioners on the island, but from all over the world, from Cincinnati, Chicago, Maryland and Maine in the USA, from Canada, Kenya and South Africa, from India and Australia, from Ireland and from all parts of the UK. We are all part of God's family. The human spirit cannot be crushed. As St Paul tells us in his letter to the Romans, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists Nothing still to come can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. The coronavirus emergency challenges all of us to reassess what is important in our lives. We resist letting go of many things that we think essential. We have our freedom curtailed. Things to which we think we're entitled are no longer available. We have to let them go. As I let things go, I discover deeper and more satisfying riches. The fragility of human life has allowed what is greater than life itself to emerge. Friends I've neglected have called, emailed me and sent me texts. I've rediscovered the irrepressible grace of friendship. And I've made new friends in response to the live streaming of our daily religious services conducted in an empty church behind closed doors, total strangers have got in touch and shared the story of their lives. This week is Holy Week in the Christian calendar. We recall the betrayal, torture and execution of Jesus of Nazareth. For 2,000 years, the story of Christ's life and death has put millions of believers in touch with the unavoidable mysteries of human existence. All religion and all religious language is an attempt to describe the indescribable. The message of Holy Week is simple and straightforward. There is something that death cannot destroy. It is love. We're all familiar with the name of Judas. Judas equals treachery and betrayal. Jesus made enemies. He spoke truth to power and the powerful wanted to silence him. 
His popularity, especially with the sick and marginalized, was a challenge to their status. Every verbal encounter between the religious authorities and Jesus cranked up their resentment. However, they were only successful in silencing him through the betrayal and cooperation of one of his friends. It took one of those closest to him to set him up for an ambush and arrest. Judas wasn't a bad man, but there must have been a spark of resentment against Jesus within his heart. The Gospels tell us that he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. But Judas wasn't the only one who betrayed Jesus. The other so-called friend was Peter. Peter, who had declared, I will lay down my life for you. He went on to betray him as well. He denied that he'd ever known him. So what's the difference between Judas and Peter? Judas took his own life. He could not imagine that Jesus would ever forgive him. Peter was humble enough to accept that Jesus still loved him. This unreliable and disloyal figure became the rock on which Christ built his church. There's a sadness in the air. It's the sadness of loss. Of course, the sadness with every loss of life. And the sadness today that our way of life has been taken away from us. There's a fear that many of the things we've lost may be gone for good. And then there's the immediate fear over what tomorrow may bring, both for us and for those we love. Thursday in Holy Week celebrates the story of the Last Supper. Jesus met with his friends for what was to be their final Passover meal. These were menacing times, and they were afraid. Jesus said to them, I've longed to share this meal with you. He washed their feet in an intimate demonstration of his love for them. You'll never wash my feet, exclaims Peter. If I do not wash you, you can have nothing in common with me, replied Jesus. Jesus went on to take bread, which he broke and gave to them, saying, This is my body, which will be given for you. Do this as a memorial of me. He did the same with a cup of wine. This is the new covenant in my blood, which will be poured out for you. The Eucharist, Holy Communion, or the Mass, was given to us by Jesus at a time of sadness, fear, and uncertainty. Many of us continue to draw strength from it today. There's always been suffering in the world, but it usually affects other people, not me. We're skilled at avoiding suffering by blocking out wars and famines and natural disasters. We turn off the TV news and watch something else. The coronavirus is inescapable, however. Our island is usually insulated from the troubles of the wider world. But the coronavirus intrudes even into our own beautiful little island. Suffering is no longer about other people. It's about us. It can't be avoided. Suffering, fear and uncertainty are here to stay. Throughout the ages, Christians have turned to the death of Jesus in their pain. The cross is the symbol of human suffering. This year, Good Friday is not just about a suffering minority. It's about the suffering of the entire human race. 
It's about the suffering of you and me. So what do we do with our fear, our loss and our pain? Where do we put them? Christians bring their suffering to the cross. They place it at the foot of the cross. Our suffering creates a bond between us and the figure of the tortured and dying Jesus. His death was unjust, unfair and barbaric. We believe that he suffers with us today. Show